Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Imparent Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'll be your host today. Uh, I hope you heard uh, last podcast I did. I started a new series on the Seven Feasts of Israel. And uh, what we did last week, or uh, not last week, last podcast, was really look in uh, to what these feasts were, uh, what they represented, kind of looked at it being a picture uh, or a, a sign, you know, that it points to what Jesus Christ was going to bring about. And, and in the celebration of these feasts, uh, we're going to look a little further today and see what these feasts are. And then we want to see how the how it spiritually speaks to us in the New Covenant now. You know, we talked about last week about why we should study these feasts. And really, I went through a lot of scriptures uh, in the New Covenant that's talked about how that the things uh, that were written aforetime, they were written for our learning. So really what we can do in that is we can look back in the Old Covenant and, you know, we have such a greater uh, place of understanding uh, than really the apostles in New Covenant saints did as far as the Word of God goes. I, that's the way I mean that. Because we see the Old Covenant and we see we can, you know, look back in, into the New Covenant. You know, everything was Jesus established. We have both sides of the coin. We have both covenants we can examine and then we can start putting these things together to really understand what they mean. Uh, so let me jump into this today. Uh, the seven feasts of the Lord. In Deuteronomy 16, 16 and 17, it says this, Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, in the feast of unleavened bread, that's Passover, in the feast of weeks, that's Pentecost, and in the feast of tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he has given thee. And you know what? This sacrificial system of the Lord that he'd set up in that time, it involved everybody. Uh, from, the, from the poorest to the most wealthiest, they had different offerings they could bring. Something as, as inexpensive as a turtle dove, all the way up to giving a bull. So, I mean, everybody, but you know what? Everybody could bring something. And I believe that's something we should pull from that just right off the bat and see see that. And when our coming together before the Lord, we can all give something. I don't know uh, if you remember, but uh, the story where the woman gave um, into the offering, I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was a very small offering, though. And it says, uh, Jesus said that she gave more than anybody because she gave out of her need she gave everything she had basically and there's a lot of money a lot of other people put a whole lot of money in that offering uh you know uh, what the scripture infers but jesus made it that important to understand that because of the way she gave and her attitude of giving she gave more than all of them so let's look at these feasts in the first month the feast of passover would begin it was a three-in-one feast it included the feast of passover the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of Firstfruits. Then followed that was the Feast of Pentecost. The next feast after that was the Feast of Tabernacles, and it was also a three-in-one feast, and it included the Feast Day of Trumpets, the Feast Day of Atonement, 
and the Feast of Tabernacles. It's also known as the Feast of Ingathering or the Feast of Harvest. So a lot of these uh, things you'll see in Scripture, they're interchangeable as far as what they're representing because of what takes place during those feasts. So let's look a little bit at what each one of these feasts represented and see how it's fulfilled in the New Covenant. Uh, you have to go all the way back to Exodus chapter 12 because we're going to walk through uh, through this. I'll try to I'll try to keep you in a storyline uh, to really see what's taking place. But if you go back to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 1, I'm going to read through verse 13 uh, because as a teacher, I'm going to assume you don't know. <laughs> it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. And let me say this. Uh, for example, if it was December, they were in time to where it was actually April. And it's just like the Lord said, all right, we're having a do-over. We're going to start again. And this is going to be the beginning of months for you. It, they call it the month of Bib. But it's it's April is what it was. And this is what was known as their religious calendar that they had. They had two different calendars in Israel and the way they used that. So he goes on from there. He says, This is the beginning months for you. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak you unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat, it not, uh, eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water. You don't need to water down the gospel. But roast it with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And I'm telling you, this is some powerful, powerful pictures throughout this uh, this text right here we're looking at. Um uh, you know, think about for a little bit what's going on here. Moses, uh, remember, was brought in by uh, the Pharaoh's uh, daughter. I'm sorry, the Pharaoh's sister. 
And she raised Moses as an Egyptian. His parents, because they were killing all the male children two years old and younger, Moses' mother had put him basically in a basket in the Nile, and he floated up to where um, uh, Pharaoh's sister was, and she ended up taking him in, and they raised him in all the understanding of the Egyptians. All that was going forth. And uh, then remember that uh, after a while, he found out who his own people were, and he left all of the fame and fortune and everything, that all the pleasures of Egypt, and basically became a slave. He ended up getting banished from Egypt, and that's when he ended up at the mount where God called him, and he ended up in the burning bush, and God ended up sending him back to deliver the people of Israel. When all this took place, there were ten different different plagues that came upon Egypt in the judgment God was bringing over them. They had been 430 years in slavery, and God was about to give them back wages for all that time and set them free. Note some of the pictures in this. Whenever the whenever God had told them, you know, the destroyer was going to come through, they had to put blood on the doorpost and upper doorpost made uh, into a picture of a cross. If you really looked at that and viewed that, it was a picture of a cross. It's what it was. It was two crosses on each side and a door in the middle. Well, in John 10, it says that Jesus is the door. In verse 7, it reads like this. Then said Jesus unto them, Again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And, and let's think about this uh, for just a moment with all this that's going on. Do you know the Egyptians had the same opportunity to put the blood over their homes, their houses? You know, all that could have taken place from them. And you know, all the firstborn would have lived just like the firstborn of Israel did. But the reason they didn't is because they didn't apply the blood to their house. How many of you know that's a picture of the new covenant that we come in covenant relationship with Jesus Christ and we are the house of God. We apply the blood of Jesus to our house. And when we do that, there's protection in that. There's safety in that because we're hid with Christ in God. The next thing it said they had to do is they had to take a lamb and uh, get it on the 10th day and then keep it for four days. And on the fourth day, it'd be offered. And when they offered it, the lamb had to be examined because it had to be a lamb that was without spot or blemish. How many know when Jesus went before Pilate, Pilate examined him and declared that he found no fault in him. John 18.38 reads like this, Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find no fault at all. I find in him no fault at all. And notice this, when, when the Passover lamb was brought, the lamb was the thing that was examined, not the person. Jesus did this for us. Listen, guys, You're not examined when you come to God. You're coming upon His sacrifice because when He died at Calvary, He didn't just die for you. He died as you. I'm going to stop right here for today. Uh, Went longer than I meant to. We'll pick this back up next podcast. God bless you.